0: Welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change, and I want to just thank you for studying the Word with us, worshiping the Lord with us, allowing us to lead you in prayer wherever you're at, whether in your living room, your car, or your uh, workplace. Listen, God bless you. God bless you. Well, if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 21 is going to be our focus of study today. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 21. And let me read the scripture. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask. And he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know, someone say no, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we might know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen and amen. Let us pray over God's word. Father, we thank you for your word today. We open up our heart seeking understanding. Feed us faith. Feed us encouragement. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, we are coming to the conclusion of our study through this little yet powerful letter of First John. We've been working through this letter for a couple months now, and we learned that Apostle John wrote this letter by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the unction of the Holy Spirit. He wrote in a loving yet firm way. He wrote to encourage us. He wrote to transform us. He wrote to inform us. He wrote to warn us. And he also uh, wrote to correct us. Now, in this last passage of scripture that we read, Uh, There are four major instructions for us that I want to bring out uh, for our learning today. Four major instructions. And make sure you take notes uh, and meditate on these instructions. Are you ready? Someone say number one. Number one, be confident in prayer. Be confident in prayer. Prayer. Look at verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Notice that. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, what is that referring to? That's prayer. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, if there's one thing that the enemy tries to attack, in our lives, particularly in our Christian life, is our confidence. Our confidence. And I want to remind us, beloved, confidence is critical. Confidence is critical to live a powerful life. Uh, Confidence is critical for prevailing prayer. Confidence is critical for uh, fulfilling our purpose in life. Confidence is critical. And I'm talking about confidence that is rooted in the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about being prideful. I'm talking about being confident. Now, when you think about confidence, confidence gives you power to use your power. Confidence gives you power to use your power. Prayer is our power. But if you don't have confidence in your prayer, uh, you won't tap into the power that is available to you. If you don't have confidence in your prayer, then you become powerless. Christians without confidence are like uh, jets without fuel. All that power, but not able to go anywhere. Prayer is your power. But if you don't have confidence in your prayer, They will be powerless. Let me remind you, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Beloved, we have access to the throne of God, and the Lord gives us permission to to approach His throne with confidence. I want to encourage us. Let us confidently believe that God is going to perform his promises in our life. Let us confidently trust the Lord for his word. Let us expect God to move mountains in our life and perform miracles. We have permission to be confident. We have permission to be confident. I love what the angel told young Mary in Luke chapter 1 verse 4. 45, he said, blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she that believes. Blessed is she that has confidence. Blessed is he that has confidence that God will perform his word. So number one, um, be confident in prayer. But the second instruction that James gives us is pray for those who sin. Pray for those who sin. Let me call your attention to verse 16. It says, If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. Notice that. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask. Speaking of prayer to God, to give that individual life. But I want you to notice, it doesn't say, uh, talk about the person who sinned. I want you to notice, it doesn't teach, point the finger at the person who sins. It doesn't say, tell the pastor. No, it teaches us to pray. For those who are struggling in sin it teaches us to pray for those who are in sin we could do a lot more when we pray for people versus complaining about people we could do a lot more when we're praying than griping we could do a lot more uh through prayer than arguing listen he says pray For those who sin don't point the finger don't gripe and complain don't talk about them behind their back pray for them you got power in prayer and God says if you pray he will give them life I remember when I first started serving the Lord in the prison chapels we used to sing uh, this song go and tell Jesus on me when my faults and failures you see don't go and tell others If you are my brother, go and tell Jesus on me. I want to encourage you. You see someone sinning, you see someone messing up, pray for that individual. That's what John encourages us to do. Thirdly, John challenges us to stop practicing sin. Stop practicing sin. Verse 18 in the New Living Translation, it says, We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. Now, the evidence, my brothers and sisters, of our salvation is not an absence of sin, but our, our new struggle with sin. I want you to catch that. One of the evidences of our salvation is not the absence of sin, but our new struggle with sin. What do you mean by that? Well, before Jesus, we let sin rule our lives. Before Jesus, we allow sin to have the right away in our lives. But now that we are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are to push back against sin. We we are not to allow sin to have the right of way in our life. That's what John is teaching us. He says, we know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. Salvation, when you uh, surrender your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and you repent, salvation sparks an inward revolution against the practice of sin. There should be a struggle in your life now. You struggling with sin? There should be a struggle. You shouldn't lay down with sin. You shouldn't allow sin to have a right-of-way in your life. No. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to push back against sin. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and get this to put on your new self so catch that we we put off our old self and we put on our new self created to be like God in in true righteousness and holiness holiness key word In our Christian life. Holiness. The Bible says, be holy for God is holy. I want to encourage us followers of Jesus. We don't allow sin to have a right of way in our life. We no longer submit to the dominion of sin, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, we push back against sin. And we put off our old man and we put on the new man daily and sometimes every second in every moment. Fourthly, the last instruction that I want to bring out that uh, the apostle John teaches us is that we are to, uh, you are to grow in your know, grow in your know. No. When you look at the last passage of Scripture in this letter, Apostle John ends his letter um, as he started by doubling down on this word no. K-N-O-W. Let me call your attention to a couple verses. Verse 19, he says, we know that we are of God. Verse 20, he says, we know that the Son of God has come verse 20b says that we may know him speaking of jesus who is true? So notice that at the end of this letter, the Apostle John double downs on this powerful word no. He ends like he starts by giving us this word no, know, kNOW. And I want to remind us that this word no in this context is not referring to knowledge of itself, but it's talking about experience. This word is referring experience. So so what he's saying is he wants us to grow in our experience of God. He wants us to grow in our experience of the power of God. He wants us to grow in our experience with Jesus. He wants us to grow in our experience with the glory of God. The Lord Jesus is not supposed to be a one-night stand. Not supposed to be a one-night stand. We are to grow daily in our experience of salvation in christ jesus your salvation is just the start it's not the end salvation is just the start now you are in a journey to to grow in your know to experience the power and the glory of god more and more let me call your attention to second corinthians Chapter 3, verse 18. I like how the New Living Translation reads. Listen to this. So all of us who have had that veil removed, that's speaking of salvation, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us, get this, more and more like him get that phrase key phrase makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image see beloved we are designed uh, to be transformed more and more like jesus we are designed to experience more and more of Jesus. We are designed, we are created, we are saved to experience more and more of the Holy Ghost. We're, we're saved, we've been delivered so that we could experience more and more of the glory of God, more and more of the transformation power of God, more and more. Listen, my challenge for you is don't just stop at more, get a double up, don't just stop at more, get a double up, more and more. That's what the scripture teaches. Someone say more and more. More and more, more and more. more. That's what John is teaching us, to grow in our know, to experience the power of God more and more. We know that we are of God. We know that the Son of God has come. We know him. We know Jesus. I know Jesus. And I'm not stopping at more because I'm going to know him more and more. I'm going to know him more and more. Now, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what God has done in my life in the past. I'm thankful um, at all my experiences with Jesus while I was in prison uh, for 16 years. I'm grateful for what God did for me while I was in prison. I experienced the power of God um, in significant ways while I was in prison. The power of God sustained me Uh, for 16 years while I was in prison. The power of God protected me. I've experienced the power of God. I remember one time uh, they told me I was going to get stabbed. Uh, because I was serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll never forget, I cried out to God, Lord, help me get through this. Help me to talk to the person who's talking about stabbing me. Give me favor with the people on the prison yard. And I'll never forget, I walked out of that prison yard, walked out into that prison yard that night in the confidence of the Lord and I approached the individual whom the rumor started that I was gonna get stabbed and the Lord's power was upon me and he gave me favor with that individual in so much, the Lord sustained me and protected me. So I've experienced the power of God in significant ways in the past. But beloved, beloved, if we can talk like family. I'm not excited today just because what God done for me 10 years ago and 15 years ago. I'm not on fire for Jesus today. Because of what he done seven years ago, I appreciate what he did seven years ago, ten years ago. But that's not why I'm on, why I'm on fire today. No, I'm on fire today, beloved, because of what God is doing in my life today. Because of what He's doing in my life in this season, I didn't just experience Him back then, but I'm experiencing Him now. I'm experiencing the power of prayer. I'm gaining more and more confidence in prayer. I'm gaining more and more power over sin. I'm experiencing the power of God today, and it's setting me on fire because God invites us to experience more and more. A couple weeks ago, I was at church, at Chapel of Change. When I got done preaching, a lady came up to me in tears, practically grateful, and she said, Brian, a couple weeks ago, I was stabbing myself, cutting myself, and I was on the verge of uh, committing suicide. But I came to Chapel of Change and the sisters uh, uh, surrounded me and they prayed for me and they spoke life into me. And today I'm delivered from a spirit of suicide. That's what that lady told me, man. I'm telling you, that sets me on fire to see the power of God. Sets me on fire. Just last Sunday uh, at Chapel of Change, we baptized about 12 or 14 people, one, almost a whole family, baptized people, declaring their faith outward at our our outdoor service. And there was up close to 200 people in the outside. I mean, we were bringing chairs and left and right. People kept coming. And let me tell you something, I felt the power of God. I felt the power of God. And today, as you hear this sermon, by the grace of God, I will be baptizing, water baptizing my son and my daughter. Woo! I'll be baptizing my son. He's publicly declaring his faith in Jesus. I'll be baptizing my daughter. Man, that's going to that's set me on fire for the next 10 years. Amen. Listen, my friends, don't stop at more. Uh-uh. God has more and more for you god has more and more for you let me pray for you if you lift up your hands uh, to the monitor and i'll just pray for you father god in the name of jesus i thank you for everybody who's watching this father god you know their struggle you know their dilemma and Father, I want to pray an impartation of faith into their life right now, Father. I want to pray an impartation of confidence into their life right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray an impartation of boldness, Father God, favor into their life, Father God. Everybody who's watching this, Father God, I pray for an impartation of confidence, Holy Ghost confidence, Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to pray. Help us to overcome the sin in our life. and Lord, don't allow us to stop at more. Help us to press into more and more. For we know the best is yet to come. We know that you have so much for us, Lord God. Help us to press into what you have for us in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.